Hey there, here's a quick note. This podcast contains general financial advice only. That means it's not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So don't act on the information until you've spoken with your financial advisor. You'll find our full disclosure, disclaimer, and link to our financial services guide in the show notes. Kate Campbell, welcome back to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. It's good to be back, Owen, on this beautiful Friday morning. It is indeed. Spring has officially arrived in Melbourne, which is nice. And we are nearing the end of lockdown, uh, which is always, always a treat. But we have an extra special uh, guest with us today. Chanel, how are you going? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for joining Kate and I. Uh, we, I, I wanted to assure you off air just a minute ago that we didn't have to hit record um, because you were the recipient of our Apple Watch giveaway uh, last month. And for those listeners who don't remember what, what it was, we asked everyone in the community to share 10 things basically that we put on a list and um, show air quotes proof that you've done them um, by submitting into the you know social channels or into our Facebook group. And Chanel, you were the lucky recipient. You were the one who earned it, I guess. You weren't just lucky. Um, how have you found the Apple Watch so far as a fellow Apple Watch user? Has it been okay? Yeah, no, it's been great. Um, I've never had one before. I've sort of just like looked at getting one, but never committed. So yeah, it's a really pleasant surprise in the middle of lockdown. And it's nice. I was talking to Kate earlier about how you can like track your sleep and I've never seen that before. And yeah, it's been really cool, especially in lockdown. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I found that with our team, um, we've all kind of taken it in our stride just to be a little bit more, um, I guess, active. Uh, particularly Kate. Kate has been extra active, kicking goals, um, literally. So it's uh, it's great. And um, so basically the way it worked was that you submitted your kind of 10 things that you, you did um, and we're going to go through them today. But maybe before we, we get to those things, maybe you can just tell Kate and I and listeners a little bit about how you know you got started thinking about money and kind of maybe even like the resources that you used yeah so I think I started thinking about it um, at the beginning of our first lockdown so uh, March last year uh, because I had just gotten back from um, six months abroad um, studying so I kind of came back with like zero dollars in my bank account and um, was fortunate enough though to be eligible for JobKeeper because I never quit my job in hospitality and I came back and worked a few weeks before we locked down. So I was sort of like receiving the $750 each week wondering like what, what should I do with it? Like I can either put it in my savings account and just like build it back up to what I had before I went overseas. But then I sort of thought maybe that's going to take a long time. Like I'm going to be here for a very long time. Um, so yeah, I started just looking into... Um, shares because I never really knew anything about it um, my dad is kind of always been like a invest in property kind of guy but that's also intimidating because you need so much money for a deposit so yeah I started listening to podcasts um, read some financial books that we already had I did your like start a beginner um, shares and ETF courses and yeah I sort of just started from there and I've just been learning as I go, like finding different resources and articles and things. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how many people like lockdown has been a great project and a great time to actually get on top of their finances. Yeah, I think it's because you're definitely not spending as much as what you originally would. And so you kind of like look in your bank account and you're like, wow, I have more money than I thought I would this week. Mm. 
I think some people, it got, kind of goes two ways. Some people get really, you know, intimidated and put off by lockdowns, obviously, because it's a pretty traumatic time. Some people kind of have to set themselves goals, right? So you've definitely set yourself some goals and kind of you're just kicking them. So how's, how have you found like managing money during lockdown? Have you just found that it's like easier to save? Yeah, I definitely find it's easier to save um, because I've never really been a big spender anyway. So I think I'm definitely more of a saving kind of mentality. I just tend to spend everything all at once, like going overseas for six months or like buying a car or things like that. Um, but I think, yeah, I'm more of a saver. And during lockdown, I'm just sort of like thought more critically about what I'm spending my money on. Um, I think outside lockdown, I buy a lot of coffee and like go out and eat a lot more with friends than what I do, obviously, in lockdown. Um, so just kind of like realizing where all your money goes. Um, and yes, I sort of just like organize my bank accounts a bit better and yeah, just a bit more thoughtful, I guess. It's definitely been a perspective shift, especially for me and a lot of people I've spoken to of things that were really important to you before, maybe aren't as important now. And like you might have valued spending a lot on materialistic things before, but now it's kind of like after lockdown, I want to spend money on experiences and travel. That's going to be my priority over the next few years. Have you found that sort of like a perspective shift for you? Yeah, for sure. I think I've also kind of been more of an experienced kind of person as well over material items. But I think just being, you know, stuck in one place for so long, kind of, yeah, your drive for travel is a bit bigger. And yeah, that's kind of what you're saving towards, or I am. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you shared an amazing list of 10 things with us. And I think there's a lot of suggestions that listeners might like to take on board themselves. There's a lot of ways to save money, get started investing. And you had a few other sort of tips that people might not think about that often, uh, which I'll let you share, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll hand it over to you, maybe share each of the 10 items and sort of a little bit of sort of elaboration on each one, just so you can kind of share your experience with us. Yeah. Okay. So my first one um, was, I'm a big reader um, and sort of find that buying books all the time can add up, especially if you don't really have the space for them all um, and they're a bit expensive. So my local library in lockdown, yeah, you obviously can't go and borrow hand like hard copies of books, um, but they have an app. There's two apps that my local library is affili affiliated with, um, BorrowBox and LibGuide. And so you just like download the apps, um, log in with your normal membership number and password, um, and they have a huge range of eBooks um, and audiobooks. Um, so I've just been reading a lot of those and you can borrow them for up to like 20 days um have I think like five at a time and even reserve them for in the future so that's been a really good way to sort of keep busy read <laughs> I think I've read about 10 in the last like three months which is a bit ridiculous um that's great yeah <laughs> so this is just like um I haven't used this so it's just like a normal book like you'd borrow except it's just a digital version so you have to kind of air quotes give it back and then the next yeah. person gets it yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah. And so um, because I think only like there's a limit on how many people can be reading it at one time. So it might say like your book isn't available until, I don't know, December. But if it's a really good book, I find that it's available so much quicker because people read it in less than allocated time. Oh, okay. I thought it would have yeah. been the other way around. Like there would have been like heaps of people virtually lining up for it. So. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's, it's a cool way to read, I guess. And I think it'd be cool to continue even after lockdown. Um, 
yeah you can just like read on your phone cool i like it yeah, it's easy. Uh, my second one is starting to donate plasma at lifeblood australia um i first donated whole blood um in high school and then sort of forgot about it, it was ineligible for a while um but at the beginning of lockdown last year i i think i heard an ad on the radio about how they needed donors so i got back into it uh it's awesome to do in lockdown because it takes like about an hour it's a reasonable excuse to leave home and you get like a free snack afterwards. So I find that, um, and you save lives. Yeah. Yeah. There's the added benefit of saving lives. Right. And so, yeah, yeah cause we were talking about this. I donated blood recently. You can, um, donate blood, which is every two, three months and plasmas every two weeks with life. Yeah. Blood. yeah. So that's, um, that's a great way to do it. Right. Like everyone needs blood. Everyone needs plasma. So yeah, good way to donate if you can't give financially too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I found. Um, I think lots of people might not be in the best financial situation to donate to charities if they normally would. Uh, so this is a perfect way to still feel like you're giving. Yeah, especially because it's been quite hard to, you can't physically sort of donate your time to many charities at the moment, like the op shops and all those sort of traditional places are closed, but donating blood is still something that's really necessary and it doesn't cost you a cent. Mm. In fact, you get snacks, so. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and my third one was I am in the middle of doing two um, free New South Wales TAFE lockdown short courses. Um, they have so many ones available. I chose two that are sort of like relevant to my industry. I completed a Bachelor of Psychology at the beginning of the year, but um, I'm doing one in an introduction to community services and then alcohol and other drug work. So um, one of them is just like self-paced online, but then the other one has optional classes that you can join each week, but they're just like short assignments, um, kind of work through the content at your own pace. But yeah, and you get a certificate at the end and it's sort of been a good time filler and it can go on your resume. Mm, for sure it can. Yeah, extracurricular stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's a really good one to mention because I don't think the government's publicised enough that a lot of the like the tastes have subsidized like heavily subsidized or free courses at the moment as part of like the job maker program so that's definitely something people should check out there was a lot available like especially for victoria when i looked a few months ago i think when we mentioned something like this so you know i, I didn't know what you meant by number four so your fourth one here i didn't understand the first hyphenated word so you're gonna have to clear this one up for me oh procrastinate. okay yeah. yeah yeah tell me about this <laughs> okay <laughs> Um, so yeah, my fourth one is procrastinate cleaned my bedroom. Um, so <laughs> I pretty much just procrastinated by cleaning um, from doing my TAFE course. Um, and I have a new job, which is interstate. So I am looking to move. Um, so I've sort of cleaned my room in a way that if it's not coming with me, I'm getting rid of it sort of mentality. Um, and so with that, I sort of donated a bunch of clothes and everything to Vinnie's. Um, but then the items that I thought might have some value, I sort of looked them up on eBay just to see if anyone's buying them. Um, and I listed quite a few things like Lego and like video games and just random items that, yeah, had, people were buying. Um, and I made about like $300 on eBay. Cool. It's also kind of fun because I've never done that before. And just like going down to the post office and like shipping it off, something different. Good yeah, thing to do sure. during lockdown. Yeah, it's three hundred dollars yeah. in your pocket, right? And you can put that towards things like which we'll talk about in a minute, emergency funds and whatever. 
Yeah. Heck. So yeah, going into number five, I used that three hundred dollars um, to start my first investment with Spaceship. Um, so that was my first um, investment, and then I've just set it up to take out twenty five dollars a week. So yeah, a hundred dollars a month. Uh, sort of go into Spaceship, which I hadn't used that app before. I've heard quite a few people talking about it, but yeah, so far I'm enjoying it. It's um, pretty cool that it just direct debits yeah, your money each week. Mm, cool. Yeah, you don't have to think about it. Many of our listeners would be aware of um, Spaceship, which is a micro investing app. And so I think you can start with as little as probably a dollar um, and you can set up direct debits and sort of invest in one of three portfolios. So it's definitely, if you're if you've only got a little bit and you're interested in sort of dabbling, it is a good app to check out along with Ray's and a few others. And my next one. Number I, six. Number six. I looked into my super because I sort of assumed I only had one account, but actually found a second hidden one. It only had like a couple hundred dollars in it um, from one of my first jobs, but I've now like combined that with my main super account. So everything's all together. Um, and I also did that with my savings account. I used to have multiple savings accounts, like different savings goals, but I sort of realized it's kind of not the smartest idea because, um, with like bonus interest and stuff, I, cause I bank with ING, um, it's kind of easier or better to have all your money in like one savings account. So I've combined all of those and then just track my like savings goals just in like a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, how did you, just quickly, how did you investigate your super accounts? Like, how did you find that you had an extra one? What tools did you use to find that? Was that the, was that the your, your super or like, or MyGov or something like that? Yes, I went through your super. But then when I was also cleaning my room, I found some paperwork with <laughs> the original account. So <laughs> that sort of gave me okay. a clue. <laughs> yeah. And then I had some trouble like logging into it. Um, but yeah, that's how I found it. <laughs> uh, cool. Nice. Good work. Yeah, there can be a few pesky ones that hide if you mm. yeah, sort of track them down. <laughs> and also because like when I was younger, who checks your mail? Like I don't really read <laughs> letters, especially back then. So I think it's just <laughs> gone into a pile. Yeah. yeah. Tiding was very useful for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, so number seven, I did my tax return and I owed $500 um, thereabouts because... I worked like two casual jobs. So I guess when I was getting taxed in both of them, they sort of didn't realize how much I was earning at the other one. Um, And I hadn't really paid off enough of my hex um, through those. So now, because I want to return next financial year, because it's sad having to pay them more, Mm. um, I've just elected from my primary job to take out an extra 10% in tax. Um, so you don't really notice it when I get paid. It's not really a big chunk out. And then at the end of the year, I'll probably just put that return back into my hex debt to lower it. Yeah, cool. That might have happened. Uh, I don't know if you know exactly why that happened, why you owed money, but it may have been because the there's that box, the tax-free threshold, that may have been ticked. When you do that tax form, when you started a new job, yeah. that might have been ticked for both uh, jobs. So you t- typically only tick that for one just for people no, yeah it could be i think I there's also think another box that, for yeah. hex isn't there yeah yeah it could be that one too yeah i have a feeling yeah i'm still paying that one off <laughs> it's gonna be a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah i kind of just tend to forget about it <laughs> number eight number eight yeah this one 
So I limited my takeout to once a week, but the catch was I had to pick it up. I couldn't get delivery, which worked because sometimes you kind of just get takeout out of the convenience of it. But if you take out the convenience of takeout, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is the delivery, um, it kind of makes you like second guess yourself if you really want it or if you could just cook at home. So yeah, that was really good. Save on delivery fees. And it also motivated me to sort of start cooking new things that I haven't made before, um, look into healthier options. And I have a lot more time at the moment. So yeah, I've spent quite a bit of it in the kitchen, just trying out new recipes and things like that. Cool. That sounds like a, um, like a bit of a hack you're playing on yourself. Like as if you've yeah. studied psychology, you kind of know that if you put something in front of yourself. Interesting. Cool. I yeah. like it. That's a good one. What's your favorite new dish you've discovered? Oh, um, I love like Southeast Asian food. So I've made, it's definitely not as good, but like satay chicken. Yeah, that's been my favorite at the moment. It's kind of easy and it's so good. Oh yeah, fake away. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to like come up with dishes that like sort of replicate takeaway that I like, but are actually hot when they arrive because I make it myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's so smart though. <laughs> way to hack yourself yeah uh so number nine i've prioritized contributing to my emergency fund uh yeah as i said before coming back from exchange i started with pretty much nothing and i realized during lockdown the importance of having an emergency emergency fund or just like a backup um account so yeah throughout the past sort of year and a half i've been chipping away at that and i've now hit like five thousand dollars in that one um but i think i'll probably keep keep going um just yeah along the way well done amazing I I always love to hear when people are prioritizing building their emergency fund makes me very happy (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's something we kind of just put on the back burner like oh yeah it'll be fine we won't need it and then you are (laughs) yeah Yeah, I think uh, a good emergency fund has saved a lot of people during lockdown Mm. yeah for sure um and then number 10 is just I've taken the time to educate myself um listening to this podcast, um, sort of starting to talk openly with others, like my friends and family, just kind of get their head around it and to start the conversation about finances. I think a lot of us younger people haven't, we didn't really learn about it in school and it can kind of be intimidating, like investing. Um, you don't really know what happens. So just starting that conversation. I've been reading quite a lot of books. Um, yeah, using my library's app as well. Um, at the beginning of last year, I did the RASC um, beginner shares and ETF courses, and I bought a few of those last year and um, invested a bit more. I use Comsec for ETFs, mm-hmm. so I've got a few of those. Um, cool. And yeah, just asking questions, talking to people, I think that's a way to sort of generate, and everyone else has their own ideas and resources they use, so just sharing those to just learn a bit more about finances in the not the best way to do it but alternative ways yeah to use your money that's a wonderful list Janelle it's really really cool um it's really like you've pretty much done everything you kind of need to do as far as I I'm concerned how do you go about trying to I I know you we talked about this how you how do you go about convincing your friends to try and you know think about money and whatever just talking to them about it and so like when you use Comsec, the minimum amount you can invest is $500, which can sound like a lot, like for some people that's their weekly paycheck or, you know, like a large proportion of it. Um, and so I think a lot of my friends sort of see it as like 
not as gambling, but I mean, you are gambling your money, you could lose it. Um, but sort of just reassuring and like having that chat about how there are ETFs or shares that you can invest in where it's not quite as big of a gamble as long as you hold on to them for a long amount of time, like you should get a return. Um, and also because like some of my friends are a bit more materialistic than I am and like could buy shoes or a bag or clothes. And I'm like, that was $500. You could have put that into like Comsec. They're like, yeah, but it just seems scary. <laughs> like I can't hold them. I'm like, I know, I know. But we're just, yeah, so we've sort of, I think we're in it together now. Um, a couple of my good friends, we sort of uh, like research ETFs and share them with each other um, and then just slowly put away money until you get to the 500 and then, yeah, invest that. That's great. That's a wonderful way to do it. It's just a, sometimes it takes time. Yeah, know? no, yeah. it does. Yeah. And if it works, I'll thank you for it. It's awesome yeah. to do it with other people as well. Yeah. I mean, researching ETFs together and then you kind of like, if one person has a question and finds out the answer, then you can share it with everyone else. And I think it's good having that support network as well. I mean, it makes it really hard to start investing when you've got no one to talk about or ask those supposedly silly questions too. Yeah, exactly. And you can celebrate together when it goes up and mm. sort of, yeah, it's, it's a good way to do it. Hold and each I other like, accountable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And a lot of us just didn't know anything about shares um, before this. So it's sort of been, I don't know, eye-opening to the real world, I guess, of adult mm. finances, which is good. Mm. Uh, well, Chanel, this has been great. I think a lot of our listeners uh, can take just heaps away from that that list of 10 things that you did. You know, things like um, donating blood. It's just something anyone anyone can do or most people can do. Um there's the Lifeblood app, which you can download. That's what I've got on my phone. And you can use that to check in when you get there and whatever. The free TAFE New South Wales courses, Kate, I know you were kind of keen on that one. Um, consolidating super, sorting out your tax. Like these are just things that everyone can do and they have profound consequences for later in life. So um, thank you for sharing them with us. They're, they're really, really important. And um, I think you've done yourself a great service and you've got an Apple Watch out of it. So... <laughs> <laughs> thank you Kudos so much you. yeah no thanks for joining us on the show we really appreciate it lovely thank you so much for having me it was great and thanks kate as always for joining me thanks owen thanks chanel thanks for tuning in to this episode of the australian finance podcast where our mission is to improve the financial futures of all australians if you'd like to learn more, create a free account at rusk.com.au forward slash account to download free episode workbooks, bonus resources, and take our amazing free personal finance courses. You can also join our online community by following the link in the description. If you enjoyed the show, what we'd love is for you to leave us a snappy review on iTunes. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rask Australia. Kate and I are also on both of those channels. Finally, if you have any feedback, suggestions for episodes or guests to come on the show, or you just have a question for us, shoot us an email at podcast at rask.com.au.